Welcome back to the Core Life Podcast. My name is Oscar McGuire. This is season four, episode five. Uh, I was going to call it Dude, Where's My Car? Hopefully these people remember that reference, but uh, I'll probably change it eventually. Um, thank you guys again for listening. The last episode was great. Uh, please make sure you go share it. Uh, it's on on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, wherever you listen to your podcast. Go share it with your mom, dad, dog, sister, whatever. Um, and go follow the podcast at TQL Pod. That's T-Q-L-P-O-D. That's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. But with me, it's a special guest. He's my boss uh, at Gerald Kia. This is an unofficially sponsored Gerald Kia uh, episode. So, Gerald, Gerald Kia North Aurora. North Aurora. Gerald don't, Kia North Aurora. Don't, don't go to Naperville. We don't like it. Um, but with me is my manager, uh, Tim. Tim, how are you doing, Tim? I'm good. I'm good. We just got done working, and... Uh... You know, you invited me to this podcast, and I didn't realize it was going to be like in a dungeon, you know, with uh, the heat lamps on, like it's an interrogation, but, uh, you know, I figured it's okay. I give you a hard time at work, so yeah, I kind of deserve it, so. Usually, so the reason why, um, you're actually my second manager to be on this podcast, because on season two, season three, like early on, I talked to my my manager who was a, my manager from Coach, so you're okay. actually like the second person. You're technically... So how this pod, I mean, you're new to my podcast, but how this podcast works, I usually invite friends and, and family to gather their information. You're like the probably the third or fourth person that has like experience in prof- like a professional manner. Okay. You're not, like, you're not kind of really, I'm not saying my, my, my guests were bullshitting back then, but like you, you, you have like some experience behind. So can I, can I also say that if I'm the first, one of the only guys with professional experience, am I also the first guy to bring the Infinity Gauntlet to... Yeah. Oh yeah, we have the like an official like fucking was it six? It's the Infinity Gauntlet. Six man. I got all, I got all the stones, dude. It, like I mean, it's it, it does moves. all. It's it's fully functional. I mean, like I don't know if you can hear it. It does the whole thing. But. <laughs> so some some somebody's speakers are gonna blow up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what the heck is this? Uh, I hope like, who is, this guy's not professional. He's got an Infinity Gauntlet. He's a huge nerd. Um, but because of this, like. The profession. I, I started working here like in no, mid October. I was wanting to make an op- episode about cars, but I mean we can talk about your favorite car, your whatever. But um, okay, that's not what the uh, it probably would be end up going to the podcast. But it's it's definitely um, when I bought my car in May, I thought that was the first step of adulting. Okay, um, and then I, I I thought about it. I thought about it more and. And a lot of people my age right now are having beater cars or, like, they buy their cars on the streets, and they don't really make that jump yet. Um, well, a lot of people don't even buy cars yet. Like, when I started in the car business 20 years ago, everybody would do that. They'd buy beater cars or a cheap car, or mom and dad would buy them their first car, and they'd drive that thing into the ground. And then, you know, getting out of college or starting college, they would get a car. But now, like, it's, it's Uber, Lyft, like, those things have totally changed all that stuff where – you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I I have good friends of mine that their younger brothers and sisters like, you know, they're in their early twenties and don't even have a car, you know, because just wherever they need to go, they just Uber or Lyft. I have a, I have a few friends that live in the city actually who they either bike when it's warm enough, or they do Uber or Lyft, or they use tra- like like you know public transportation, and, and it's always those people that are like, hey, can I get a can I get a ride? And like, ah, I'm like man, just Uber, dude. Uber will take you anywhere. And then, like, you tell them, like, can you give me five bucks? I'm like, five bucks? Uber will take you anywhere. And uh, since I jokingly, I can't really call it. I used to call it uh, dial a serial killer, like, when it first started. Bro, it's like, so scary. Because the people that pick you up are, like, sometimes the creepiest people on the planet. And, and I only know this because they come to us to buy the car and they pick you up in. But, <laughs> uh, so, like, but sometimes those people are creepy. So I remember when I started here, um, as a manager, like the one perk you generally get is you're offered a demo. So my wife and I, and, you know, we have a family, we have three kids, and so we have a minivan, but um, I didn't want her to drive. I live an hour from here. I didn't want her to drive, so I, I took an, I, like, did an Uber, and I was like, oh, man, I don't want, I don't want this creepy dude to pick me up in front of my house. So, like, a block away from my house, there's a basketball court, so this dude randomly picked me up with this basketball court at, like, <laughs> 6 in the morning on a Monday morning. I'm, like, totally dressed for work with a shirt and tie on, and the guy's like, it was like the nicest old man ever. Yeah. Um, and like I was like, ah, oh, this dude could have picked me up in my house, maybe, probably a serial killer. And then like he <laughs> like, but he'll know like it's always like those creepy old people that like, hey, mm-hmm. I just stopped by, seeing if you're okay. It's like, dude, you, I I don't even know you. Yeah, I you know I, uh, you know speaking of like you know, movies and like pop culture and stuff like that because yeah. that's that's like my big thing. But like, 
I always thought it was funny that like in the Equalizer 2, Denzel Washington's like a Lyft driver. And I'm like, dude, if Denzel Washington picked me up my house, I would do use Lyft every single day. But it's not Denzel Washington. It's like, I, this, it's like this creepy, like old dude, looks more like Nosferatu than, yeah. uh, than Denzel Washington. <laughs> I'm kind of aging myself when I make a Nosferatu reference, even though there's that new show on AMC. But uh, you know, the only reason why I know about Nosferatu is because of, of, of a SpongeBob episode. Shut up. There's an episode where they uh, make the Krusty Krab 24/7, and <laughs> towards the end of the episode, they're like, "Why is the lights flickering?" And they're like, they turn, and it's like Nosferatu. I was, I was just, <laughs> I can't believe, I can't believe, you know, I, I can't believe you brought that up. I, I watched, like, I find it hilarious that. Uh, the Nicktoons haven't changed very much since when I was a kid. Like, no, so they haven't. My uh, my son is eight, and I was shoveling this snow that you know that massive snow we got last week. The you know the the three feet of snow that was projected and it ended up being like a quarter inch. But uh, I didn't shovel it for like a week. So I'm out in front of my house shoveling, and my son comes out. And he's like, "Dude, I got these, I got these figures, and they're awesome." And I'm like, "Oh," and he's showing me like SpongeBob and stuff like that. And I'm like, "Dude, is that Ren and Stimpy?" And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm like, that's like, I'm like, I have every episode of that show on DVD, like downstairs. And he's like, no way, dad. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm super old. You so. you know, I realized that a lot of, and I've only started paying attention to it now because I have Disney Plus. Um, and I started watching like the Proud Family. And I started watching like all these like older, like when I was a kid, obviously, there's so many dirty jokes. Oh, dude, here, you want to watch, you want to see dirty jokes, man, like. So I was born in 1980, so I grew up on Thundercats yes. and He-Man, and uh, the innuendos in He-Man like, make it unwatchable as an adult. <laughs> like, it's really bad. Yeah. And uh, like my son was, you know, he doesn't watch too many cartoons uh, because kids don't watch cartoons nowadays. They watch YouTube. Yep. Uh, kids which, watching like YouTube. Shit. Which is really creepy, you know? Like, I, we drove around to look at Christmas decorations, and I turned around, and my kids were watching... YouTube watching kids drive around and look at Christmas decorations like while we're literally driving around and looking I'm like okay we, we can just go home now um, but uh, but like so I was like oh man like let's watch it. and we got through like one episode I'm like holy shit side note can I cuss on this you can totally cuss okay, on this cool, it's not good. safe for work thank god so uh, so I'm like holy shit I'm like that guy was just talking about I'm like whoa but your, your kid's just like oh this totally went right over their head but like I looked around and I'm like I'm like texting my friends. I'm like, dude, have you? I'm like, watch this shit on Netflix right now, and tell me if he did not just say this. And they're like, oh yeah, dude, I tried to watch it like a uh, when it hit a couple weeks ago, and it was bad. It was real bad. It's like, oh. Um. This is, this is, I love this part because we always like in my podcast we always go like I'll take a left and we need to go like right. But yeah, okay. Hey, so side note: before we start making turns, I did guarantee that I'd be interesting enough to double Oscar's listeners. So hopefully that works. Um, even though I'm probably the most uninteresting person he's talked to in four seasons on this. So we'll try. What do we got? All right. So uh, first topic was the craziest. Obviously, you've been in the industry for 20 years. Um, and you've seen – I've only been in the industry for like four months. Okay. And I think I've seen crazy shit, but obviously you've seen crazy shit. So we're talking about like in the car business? Yeah. Like, okay. Like, you know, can you share like, you know, stuff – my my creepy Nosferatu buying the car to Uber and kill people wasn't good enough. No, I want more. No, you want more. Okay. Yeah, I want more. <laughs> um, okay, so all right, so craziest craziest stuff I've ever seen. Um, all right, so let's see. Like we could go, we could do the dude who pulled out his poo bag in the middle of the showroom mm. um, when I was working at a Ford store. And by poo bag, I mean he called it a poo bag. It was this old guy. He called it a poo bag, but it was a colostomy bag. Um, there was the, um, I've obviously been in work where like I'm talking to my friend and somebody just came in and or my coworker and somebody just came in and like literally arrested him on the showroom floor, um, while I was talking to him and like, I didn't know what to do. Wait, like your friend um, got arrested? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It sounds way worse than it actually yeah. is, but like, yeah. he was like, he missed a court date that oh. he didn't know he had. And I'm like, I walked into my boss's office and I'm like, yeah, uh, so... And I'm not going to use names because yeah, people don't know. But it's like, so so-and-so just got taken out in cuffs by the county sheriff. And he left me his wallet so I could bail him out. What am I What am I supposed to do? And at this point, I was like 24. So this was 
15 years ago. I mean, I'd only been in the car business a couple years, so, I mean, <laughs> it was pretty crazy. I've, uh, I've seen people steal tires, rims and tires, off a Challenger while we were open, right out in front of the store in broad daylight. I've seen... No one caught them, or, like... Oh, no, we caught them. It was, uh... So, like, on certain cars... Um, like rims and stuff, like you can hook it up to a computer and it'll, it's like linked to the VIN of the car. Okay. So like we gave the reader to like w- me and one of the other managers found, I was a salesperson at the time, but we found the car, the rims on eBay um, <laughs> and set up like a sting and then called the police. So like we were all like badasses, like we were going to be, it's like fucking like, oh yeah, we're going to catch these mother, you know, and like, and then I'm like, dude, I'm like, a, like, I, I don't know if you can't, nobody can see this, but I'm like. 140 pounds soaking wet and like more like a good representation is I really look like a more personable version of Kip from Napoleon Dynamite so like I, me being a total me being a total badass and like going up to somebody who just stole a bunch of shit off a car it probably doesn't work well yeah. um, I'll probably get my ass kicked so we called the sheriffs and they went and busted the guys out and uh, I've been in the car with an owner of a dealer group when he decided to um, his personal car not a car that we sold but uh you know, his Jeep Wrangler Rubicon when they were doing redoing an interchange where he was like, dude, jump in, let's go for a ride. And he literally drove over the curb and tried to drive up like a hundred foot mountain of debris. Um, and I had to tell him he had to stop because we were going to roll down the side. I've seen um, the overweight, the overweight executive at the dealership sitting on a porcelain, oh my God. Uh, sitting on the porcelain, John, and it's shattered and like him have to call for help and salespeople have to go to the bathroom and help him. Uh, out of the destroyed toilet, like laying in the middle of the ground. Uh, I've seen uh, people that come back in that like s- with stolen identities that stole cars. Like, all right, so and like here, look, okay, this is this is pretty yeah. good. So we're, we're they get, the police are like, look, so you just got to get the people back in, and I, and uh, and I'm a, just a sales guy at the time, so like I just happened to be there when they were explaining to the managers, like just get the people back in and call us. So we're like, how do we? They're criminals, man. They're, they ain't coming back. Like, that's not how this works. Yeah. They took the car, man. Like, it's gone. So um, we called them. We're like, hey, we forgot to give you this rebate, so we just have Vorian cash. So people show back up. To get it's like they, they show back up to get this cash. <laughs> and I'm like, these are the stupidest fucking criminals I've did, ever. Did you? All right, so we talk about stupid criminals. Uh, did you read there was a guy in Naperville who stole credit card information to pay off his t- his like iPass like tickets. Oh, I did read about this. And like, like <laughs> I, I mean, so there's like no no he paid off his his uh his bail like his like his court fees or something like that. So like here's how I here's how I think about it right like so I watch a lot of TV I watch a lot of movies I like I like to think um, because I like I talk to people all day long which is hilarious when I'm doing this podcast so what I'm gonna say is gonna sound like totally hypocritical but. Like, I talk to people all day long. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me to read a book, and I like books with pictures because they're easier to read, so I read comic books, which is, like, you know, 10 years ago, like, I was a huge mega nerd. Nobody wanted to talk to me, but now everybody wants to know about that because, like, Marvel. And, you're the in, you're the guy. Yeah, like, oh, I'm yeah, the yeah, guy I, now. I, I, like, I'm like, he's, I'm like, I'm the cool guy now. Like, in yeah. high school, I got punched in the face, <laughs> like, for carrying a comic book. And now I'm like, they're like, that's Tim, man. He's into that stuff. He's super cool. But, uh, you know, so, like, you know, to read about, like, these supervillains that put all this thought into, you know, being a criminal and, like, not getting caught and, like, doing all these things. And, like, even you read about, like, people that are, like, embezzling funds and, like, there's no way they can get caught. And, like, then somebody does something stupid like that. And you're just like, dude, what? Like, you stole this credit card information so you could pay off either your debt or, like, your, like you literally just walked in and gave them the evidence they need to convict you. And, like, you think that's the smart thing to do. Like, I... There was one time I was probably... Hold on a second. Okay. But we're going back to the story because, like, I also forget to go back to things. But, like, the dealership I was working at was right next to an Aldi. (laughs) So, like, if you're familiar with Aldi, like, up until they redesigned the stores, it was one way in, one way out. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So, as these people are coming in to get this check and, like, we're trying... They're trying to call the police. They're like, oh, somebody walks by and goes, you guys are the people that stole the car. And we're like, oh, shit. So the people bolt out of our store. And, like, three salespeople decide they're going to chase after the car thieves. Like, on foot. Like, sales guys. Like, just, I don't know if you guys have been been to a car dealership, but, like, we're all, like, skinny, out of shape. Like, you know, like, we're not, you know, if you want to run a mile, like, we're not the right people to do this, right? Like, so, um, 
they chase him and they run into this Aldi and they have him like cornered in the Aldi. <laughs> they're like, I've seen the security video where like the criminals are like throwing frosted flakes at them. Like it's right out of a bad comedy, man. I'm like, what the, like what the hell is going on? But yeah, like crazy stuff. It happens. I've seen. I've had the people walk in where they dug up the money like in their yard. And they come in with like the. It looks like they were in uh, on Narcos, like digging up the like all rotted. Yeah, money like all shit. rotted money, and I'm like, I gotta count this. Like it's yeah, it's crazy. Car business is fun, man. You meet everybody because everybody needs a car. I I always said, especially because I work retail, and 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 way you can consider this retail because obviously there's a uh, a good and, and you sell the good to to people. But I worked retail since I was probably like in my 19 to 18, and. Um, I've sold from jeans. I worked so I worked at Macy's. My first retail job was at Macy's for, for a seasonal job. Best Buy, Best Buy. So you Best you, Buy and JC Penney. So yeah. you've probably seen like the crazy like Black Friday shit. Oh, dude! I so randomly there's a guy that I used to work with here that I used to work with at JC Penney. Okay. And uh, he was head of security. So like, I've seen that dude literally chase somebody on a Black Friday out to their car. And have the car come around the corner as I walked out with his legs hanging out like the back passenger window as he's just chucking merchandise back out into the thing and like literally finally like the car takes the corner and he goes flying out the window and rolls like out of a movie like like 30 yards and I'm like Tom are you okay ah oh, shit I said his name but like He'll, he'll laugh. He likes that story. <laughs> he like feels like he's like, dude, I was, I was a badass back in the day. And I'm like, dude, that was, that was the stupidest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Dives into this car, man. People are like stealing shit. And like he's just throwing stuff back out. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Like it's just like jeans and like, you know, shirts just flying everywhere. And I'm like, oh, my God. But, yeah, like uh, working at the mall is like, if you've ever seen the movie Mall Rats, it's pretty yes. much just like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, you worked at Macy's, right? So, yeah. like, the one in Fox, Fox the, the mall right here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was Probably there. pretty similar. So, I was there when, um, how the fuck, I was, I was 17, maybe? Um, right, that was my senior year of high school, and um, I was selling chocolates. Like, Macy's and, um, I forgot the, the one, the what the store was before Macy's. Something Fields. You probably know. Marshall Fields. Marshall Fields. Um, they used to, they're known for their chocolates. So, like, I, I was, like... Their meltaways and stuff like that. Stuff like that, yeah, like the little bite. So I was made, I was, by, made by Fannie Mae. Exactly. No, you exactly. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. I was also in chocolate. Just so like I, people won't remember this, but you also used to be able to walk into a Fields and go upstairs, and there was a Ticketmaster, and you could actually just buy tickets to things. I don't know that at Fields. Yeah, you didn't know that? No. God, I just aged myself. Yeah, okay. I, I did not know that. Um, that's that's you, why I brought you over. <laughs> um, but so I I was selling chocolates and and. If, if you know the Fox Valley Mall Macy's, uh, where the where the elevator at is like, and then you you kind of go through that that field of perfumes, okay. and then there's a doors towards going into the mall. That was the same night where like a bunch of teenagers gathered in the court in the court in the food court and started fighting each other. It was huge. So was it like was it like a street fight or was it like? It's like all these kids from like like Matea, Nikwa, East Aurora, like. Like, so it was like a full-on brawl. Like, it it was wasn't a, like the news fight from Anchorman. It was like a full-on. No, like, it was like it was like there was a Facebook group, like event. So like, let's meet up here and we're gonna fight. And I guess I like, started fighting. Is that how that shit goes down now? It's a Facebook group. Like you don't yeah, just you, be yeah. like these. We're going. We're well, gonna I'm gonna catch the lackey. No, like I was like, hey, let's meet up here. And and, and can you RSVP please? Can you RSVP? <laughs> can you can you RSVP to your ass kicking? I just I want to make sure you're gonna be there. So I, I don't want I don't want you to be late. Th- there was like a hundred kids like and so what happened was they started throwing these like metallic chairs and started making like these loud like almost gun like metal sounds and people thought they were, like they brought a, they, there was a shootout so people were screaming and running like you know out of trying to get out of the trying to get out of the food court which is food courts in the middle and people were rushing towards Macy's. I, okay, are you are you describing a real thing or just the no. end of, or the end of season two of Stranger Things? I'm describing the real shit. I'm sorry, it was season three, right? Where it ends in the mall. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Are you sure? Like, because I mean, that's kind of exactly no. how it goes down. So except I, they're fighting a giant monster. The, the, we're, we're fighting like teenagers from like. All right. So what happens is they close the doors from Macy's cutting to the mall, and you also hear his banging, people like, "Please let me out!" <laughs> and like, there's a shooting. I'm like, I'm like fucking sweating. And, like, all the managers, like, took all the employees. We kicked all the people out towards, like, out of the mall. Not towards in the mall, but out of the mall. So there was only employees. Um, and we were, like, on the basement floor of Macy's where, like, there's, like, all the 
the mattresses and stuff like that. I'm just like, my phone's dying. My mom's calling me because at this point, like, the mall's in lockdown. And we're like, what the fuck happened? Like, was there a shooting? Are people okay? Are there people dead out there? Like, I thought I was, like, part of a mass shooting. It's like you're in the zombie apocalypse. Exactly. Like in Dawn of the Dead. Because like people, you're trapped in fields yeah. and everybody else is dead. Well, which one's the one where, like, they're in the mall? Dawn of the Dead, man. I, the remake one, right? Yeah, the the remake's terrible. Yeah. Dawn of the Dead, terrible. I love Zack Snyder. That movie's terrible. Okay, that's what I, that's what I was like. I was thinking, like... A lot of people are going to disagree with me. Probably. <laughs> I take a, I, took, I do some horrible takes on these <laughs> podcasts. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What, Dawn of the... You don't know if it's the Dawn of the Dead? Vin Rames, man, where they're... I do know. I know oh, okay. I, I, I know, right, I know right. but I'm saying, like, I take... I do horrible takes on... Like, I believe if Zack Snyder dropped his, his, his cut of Justice League, it would be probably Infinity Wars. Maybe. That's a pretty bold statement. Now, I'm not talking about Endgame. That, does that, we're not talking about... I'm talking about if Zack Snyder, the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League came out, it would surpass Infinity Wars. In All right, so, so Zack Snyder, right? Like, What are your thoughts on Watchmen? Top five superhero movies of all time. All right. That's a pretty bold statement. So when uh, the, the thing that I wish they would have let Zack Snyder do in those movies is just make his movie. So, like, when he made Man of Steel, um, it was heavily influenced by Christopher Nolan mm-hmm. and, like, his production team because they were trying to put Christopher Nolan, like, in charge of, like... Wasn't he a producer? Yeah, he, like... I, it, like, so it's made by... Um, like, he executive produced it in this, the... What's his production company? Sinek? Cine- Cine- I don't know. Yeah. The thing, the maze that pops up at the beginning. But, like... You know, he was heavily involved in that. So, like, there were things that happened that, like, you know, to make it real, like, that Superman may or may not do, like, he's probably not, like, in the comics, he's not killing Zod at the end, right? Like, so, like, he's got a heavy influence. And, like, you know, I was at, like, I got a comic, like, okay, so I don't know if he, like, prefaced any of this stuff, but I'm, like, the biggest nerd on the planet. So, like, um, I was at Comic-Con, like, the next year when they announced Batman v Superman. Oh. And, like... I wasn't at the convention. We were, like, kind of walking around, and we were, you know, live-streaming some of the stuff, and they announced it. And, like, as they were live-streaming, my face was melting off. Um, And, you know, he made Batman v Superman, which people are like, this movie sucks. And, like, it's very clearly two different movies. So it's Batman versus Superman and then Dawn of Justice, right? Like, so... um, you know, he was done with principal photography and, like, making the whole movie. Like, when they came to him and were like, hey, we need you to put Wonder Woman in this movie so that we can make the Justice League. So he basically, his movie was done. He just had to, he was, like, halfway through edit. He, like, he was, multi, like, way into the editing phase and, like, basically had to, like, rewrite the second half of that movie to fit Wonder Woman into it. So, like, and then in Justice League, you know, he obviously had, you know, tragic events happen and he had to step away, but, like, I just wish they would let him make his movie because, like... Wasn't it finished? Well, it was pretty much... I mean, they said that... I read an article that, if I remember correctly, was that, like, over 70% of the movie wasn't his movie. Oh, yeah. And, like, I love Joss Whedon. Like, I love Joss Whedon. He made The Avengers. Better yet, Joss Whedon made Serenity and Buffy. And Buffy. Firefly. Uh, Serenity's the movie. I know, I'll say the continuing. Yeah, so, I mean, we're just going to... Semantics. Yep. Tomato, tomato. But, um, so he's created some, like, my favorite things in science fiction fantasy. And, you know, so... But his style of filmmaking is so drastically different. Like, Zack Snyder's dark and emotional and, um, you know, action-packed. And, like, Joss Whedon is, like, action-packed and, and emotional but more fun. You know, like, you know, when you go, when you watch the first Avengers movie, it like blows you away, but it's a lot of fun, you know, and, and it's a different, it's a different thing. It's, you know, and when he made Watchmen, I remember it was, you know, it was right, it was Xbox 360 when it first came out and they were doing like these, you know, it was like the introduction of like live streaming. So it was like live stream five hours later. And, uh, (laughs) you know, so it was like an edited version of Zack Snyder on this panel and, you know, he's talking about Watchmen. They bring him out, and you know he's clearly in Ballroom Twenty, and nobody knows what I'm talking about unless they've been to Comic Con. But like, there's nobody there. He's up there by himself, and he's like, "Yeah, they want me to storyboard Watchmen," and he just pulls out 
you know, the Watchmen comic book from like the eighties. And he's like, yeah, this is, this is the, the scene of the movie I want right here. And then like, you can literally take that comic book and like watch the movie and you'll see like all the epic scenes from the comic book are right, right on screen, you know? So I have a, I have a signed alternative cover of what the Watchmen novel, like graphic novel signed by Dave Gibson. Okay. So okay. I, I, I watched my favorite comic book and I, like the, like Watchmen, the original graphic novel is yeah. like your favorite comic book. Yeah. Okay. That's a bold statement. That's just my favorite, like personal. I don't. I don't have you read Have you read Kingdom Come? Yes, I have all of it. All right. I've I've a nice. I'm probably not your collection. But I have a nice collection of. I don't really have that many comic books. I uh, I had a pretty good collection. The the epic, um, and it's not really epic, but like the the thing that I have that is probably the most of the most value or like that I have the most attachment to is i have um i think it was the month after 9-11 uh, marvel only produced one comic book and it was the amazing spider-man and it had an all-black cover and it was a tribute to the victims of 9-11 mm. and it was like you know all the heroes and villains like you know the the first panel is like spider-man on top of the empire state building like looking like seeing the rubble of you know the, the twin towers and uh so I, I spent the next like month buying first first copies of that, and then I went and had them. It's an all black cover, and I had it signed in um, the silver, the chrome sharpie by the guy who drew it, the guy who wrote it, the guy who inked it, and then I I have four of them, and they're graded at like a ten, um, in like in the air seal. And I just I don't ever want to get rid of them. Oh I guess. my! I, I was such a dumbass when I got this this book because I got the like the certificate of authentic, like authenticity and i lost it i lost the certificate so like probably not worth anything anymore but i, I have that signed so like i mean i it's funny i have like i have like kind of a weird i mean not a weird collection it's not like i have like weird things i mean i guess i'm a huge nerd so i do have weird things i'm sitting here with an infinity gauntlet but um <laughs> like i to me it's not about certificate of authenticity it's like that's awesome right so um i was at wizard world probably God, God, I'm old. That's all I'm thinking about right now is how old I am. But I was 20, so it was 19 years ago, and uh, Kevin Smith had just—I'd have to look that up. That time scale might be bad, but he had just—they were bringing Green Arrow back to the DC, mm. and Kevin Smith wrote like the first—I want to say it was 10 issues, so 10 or 12 issues, like for the first year. Um, and for those people that you know, are into the Green Arrow because they watch Arrow. That's great. But um, Hal Jordan, like, killed the Green Arrow um, back in the day. And Rip. he was gone. And uh, they brought him back. Um, but uh, it was it was pretty cool and it was epic. And I just randomly, at Wizard World, happened to have this first print, first issue of Green Arrow number one. And I randomly happened to walk by Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash because he has a he has a uh, booth and everything, mm. and he happened to be standing there. So I have, like, this signed copy of his comic book first run, and uh, and I have it in – I God, I spent hundreds of dollars on this frame. So it's, like, sealed. I have it graded, um, and then I had a custom frame built that has the glass that doesn't allow sun to fade anything. <laughs> okay. And it's got a picture of me and Kevin Smith. So, like, it's got – like, I don't have a certificate of authenticity. But it's a picture of you. But there's a picture of me with Kevin Smith in the signed comic book with me, like, with this big stupid grin, like, <laughs> and my thumbs up. But Kevin Smith is, like, a lot of people, like, you know, feel like he kind of, like, you know, with all the stuff he does now, it's kind of a sellout. Like, he just kind of, like, gets into stuff. But, like, I mean, he's, like, one of probably the more down-to-earth people I've ever heard talk. Like, the person that met him right in front of me was, like, man, I wrote the screenplay – you know, I, I really want your opinion. He had it on a flash drive, right? And Kevin Smith looked at him and was like, hey, man, like, I'm going to give this to this girl, but she's going to put it in my bag, and if your contact is on there, I will definitely tell you what I think. Like, so it was like, it was real important to him to be able to tell somebody on a, like, a real level that he appreciates the fact that that dude, like, respects him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so no. it was like, um, like, so, like, he's always at these things and you know it, when you talk about embarrassment i've never seen someone more embarrassed than when he had to follow up the force awakens panel at comic-con and like they literally 
walked everybody out of the panel and like his panel was like there were like 10 people in it um but uh but he's just a, like i like his movies i like mall rats i like chasing amy i like clerks clerks too like all that stuff Clerks 2 is when i found out what a donkey show is oh all was, right. Good for you. I was 13. Good for you. 13. I was like, what the fuck is it? And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, this shit really happens? <laughs> like, you want to go to Tijuana? I was like, no, <laughs> man. I want to go to Tijuana. I um, love like, Clerks. Clerks is one of my... I For a long time, I was a big indie like movie guy. And I was like, what the fuck is Clerks? And then I was like, black and white. And I was like, oh, it's these fucking bums that just are literally Clerks of a, a, a bootleg 7-Eleven. And... <laughs> I was at uh, I was at Comic Con last year and they they build these like pop up stores and they had they had the store from Clerks they yeah. built it on the front of like these two empty buildings in San Diego and they had you know the metal covering pulled halfway down and the thing that said I assure you were open like and I wanted like I wanted to be able to go in there and like just walk around but it was just this fascia they put up it was like a, a just a giant fucking tease and. Uh, and I was like, and like nobody fucking like. I mean, if you were, if you were twenty seven or younger, people just walked by, and everybody like twenty nine older was like, "Holy fuck, it's the quick stop!" Like people were like running across the street in broad daylight, full traffic in downtown San Diego, if, freaking out. If you don't know, Clerks is definitely a, a spoiler. But the fact that he was able to write the scene where the girl goes and gives a dead man a blowjob. At a bathroom, dude, you're telling people it's like the last scene in the movie. I know. I'm saying like this is a fucking spoiler. Spoiler alert! He's ruining the entire movie. Even for Even though you. it's like 20 years old, plus, I'm yeah, just saying true. it's one of the greatest writing. I'm like, comic, just like, what the fuck is this dude talking about? But uh, let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> we keep circling away from everything we're supposed um, to be talking about. It's great. I might. I mean, we're probably gonna rewrite this as a, as a pop culture thing. But I want to go back to cars. Are more about vehicles, and let's keep. Going with the pop culture, what's your favorite vehicle? I'm not even going to say car. Vehicle. Spaceships don't count. Okay. All right. Spaceships, that's fair. Spaceships that's don't fair. count. Is it, are, are, are vehicles that become spaceships fair? It has to be able to drive. Okay. If it flies, it flies. But like, All right. I have mine and you have yours. You want to hear mine first? Yeah, mine's gonna take a while, so yeah, I'd like to hear yours first. I have two. Uh, my first. You can't one, have two, man. Okay, then I one. Uh, the DeLorean from Back to the Future, Part Two. Because it flies. All right, so it's the same DeLorean in all movies. In yeah, all but movies. but the first one it doesn't fly. The second one it does fly. It's kind of like after this prime, like every every movie he gets like some random I don't know, like, man. like superpower. It's the same, like, but it's the same DeLorean the whole time. He it goes, is. He goes to the future, and then gives it the ability to fly. Like it's the same car the whole way. Like, even when it's in the Old West, it's still the same car. I just like the second movie better. All right. But the DeLorean is one of my favorite, like, cars. Like, it's just, like, it's iconic. It, it actually is a piece of shit in real life, but it's just, like, the fact that, like, you can just, like, go hit Dude, let's not miles. forget that it tears it up at the end of Ready Player One. It does. I, Fucking, I, I love it. Like, I love this. That movie is, like, I haven't read the book yet. I bought the book. Everything, like, you imagined... And well, like, one. it's just every time I watch that movie, there's something I missed. Oh, yeah, like in the background? Yeah, so, like, I mean, the best part of, like, the you know, when they're doing the final battle and, like, he's in the DeLorean and Daito shows up and he becomes uh, Gundam, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's such an epic scene that you don't even realize that, you know, the Firefly brings him in. Like, the ship from Firefly is what he jumps out of. Like, or, like... When they're in uh, fixing the girl's bike in the um, the RV from Spaceballs is in the background, <laughs> and you're like, dude, that's Barf's RV from Spaceballs, and like half the people listening to this, or almost all of them, will have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. But it is the best PG R-rated movie from the '80s ever. Spaceballs, um, fucking Spaceballs, it's fucking hilarious. Like, that, when that little like the alien comes out and he's like, you know, dancing in the, the to the Warner Brothers theme, <laughs> like he's uh, Michael J. Frog. Yeah, no, the. Uh, I mean, like that's <laughs> who? What are you, Barf? This is going on here. It's Mercedes. It's like, so what, what happens in the what happens in the movie? I don't know. Fast forward a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my second, I'm just gonna say my second one, another hot take. Is, is the Batman Batmobile, but from Zack Snyder's cut. Is my favorite Batmobile. Really? I don't like 
Christopher. And that just the way I said that, my voice cracked, and people are gonna be like, they're gonna turn off the fucking podcast because I said it like that. But like, uh, like the Zack Snyder Batmobile is your favorite. I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of excited for what, um, you know, the Matt whole Reeves, the Matt new Batman. Reeves. I'm kind of excited. The Batman. I really hope they bring like a fucking. I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do because it's, it's supposed to be like down to earth, like needing greedy. So he might. I don't not... know, man. The Nolan Batmobile is pretty sick, but I'm a like, I'm a big fan. Like, dude, the Tim Burton, like the. That was pretty cool. That was that was, that dope. was pretty cool. All right, so I like so guys, just so just so you guys understand, Oscar gave me a list of questions that I would might may or may not have to be able to answer, and this was the only question that like I actually put thought into before this podcast started. <laughs> so like. Um, dude, there's like so many cars to choose from. His, and like his question was like in pop culture, what's your favorite car? And I'm like, oh my God, there's like the DB7 from James Bond. It's like the fucking sickest car. I can shoot people. I'm, they can't shoot me. Like I can, you know, I can, the one from the Bad Roger movies drives underwater, you oh, know, yeah. like it's a submarine. And I'm like, oh my God, there's the DeLorean. And then I'm like, oh my God, I was like born in the 80s. And how can you not pick Kit? You know, from Knight Rider. Do you know oh, what I'm talking about? Don't me like I'm crazy, dude. He's like, I know Knight Rider. You know, I know Knight and then Rider. there's like, you know, there's the Bandit car from Smokey and the Bandit. And like, there's Ecto-1. And there's like all these fucking General badass Lee. cars, dude. The General Lee is a good car. It's totally racist now. It is but, now. Like, <laughs> um, like, I was just I was just watching the new Dukes of Hazard With uh, like Johnny Knoxville? With, yeah, with Stifler and yeah. Johnny Knoxville. And, uh, and I'm like, and I was just like... They're driving this generally with a Confederate flag in like yeah. downtown Atlanta. People are like throwing stuff at them. They don't get it. And I'm like, God, I'm like, what's wrong with people? But like, you know, there's all these like pop culture icons, right? Like for cars and, you know, there's all the cars from like Fast and the Furious and stuff like that. But I put a lot of thought into this. The Power Rangers, uh, what was it? The second Power Rangers or the first one? The original ones? I don't know, man. Power Rangers has been on for like 30 years now. Are we talking about the movies or are we talking the movies, about the, the movie? We're talking about the, the old original movies, yeah. like from back in the day. Yes. I don't know, man. I just got them on DVD. I got them. I'm ready. I'm okay. gonna. I'm gonna have a th- uh, day off that consists of the power and uh, consists of the Power Rangers and Cobra Kai. So, um, but like, if I could have, and it's got to drive, right? That's yes. the deal. Bumblebee, Michael Bay's Bumblebee. Oh, Michael Bay's, because I was going to say... And the reason that it's Michael Bay's Bumblebee is because then I can have whatever the fuck I want. Because he can drive down the road and just pick what I can be like, yo, bro, be the Bluesmobile. And he would just scan the Bluesmobile and become the Bluesmobile. Oh. Right? So I can literally literally have whatever car I want. You almost had that, right? Or did you have it? Bumblebee? Yeah. I did. I did. I, uh... Um... In 2010, I was working at a dealer and, uh... A lady came in and called me and was like, hey, I want this yellow Jeep Wrangler. And I'm like, oh, what are you trading? And she's like, a 2010 Camaro. And I'm like, 2010? Like, the year 2010? Like, those cars have only been out for, like, two months. She's like, yeah, my husband bought it for me, and it's really for him, and I don't like it. (laughs) And I'm like, what? So she she brings it in, and she she bought, like, it was like a 2006 two-door yellow Wrangler. It's what she wanted. But she traded, it was the car from, it was, uh, they used to, on the Camaros they had, it was called like the Autobot package. So it was like the yellow car from Transformers, and it had the Autobot logos on it, and, but it was an RS, so it wasn't the V8, and people would be like, oh, I can't believe you got the V8. I'm like, well, the V8 was like five grand more, bro, so unless you're going to give me $100 a month for the next 72 months, like, you got that seven grand after exactly. taxes and stuff, bro, I'll get the V8, but everybody would just kind of shut up then, but, uh. Um, yeah, no, it was, I had the car from Transformers. It was the fuck, it was the fucking coolest car I've ever owned. It was like the only time I ever, like every week, like even when it was cold, would like wash and wax my car in the garage. And I'm like, I'm like, by the way, I'm a huge nerd. I work in the car business. I'm not into cars at all. So like, this was a big deal that like, I was all about this car. Um, but, uh, so I did own this car too, which is part of the, part of the reason. But like, I could literally, you, you know, if you have a Transformer, especially from the Michael Bay movies, you can literally have whatever you want. And then if I decided, like, hey, man, uh, can we just be the uh, Tilt-A-Whirl car that flies off into space from that movie from the 80s? Um, and I'm blanking on the name of it now. My friends, who are, if they ever listen to this, are going to be pissed at me. But, like, you can do any of that stuff. And then if you'd be like, hey, man, could you just be a semi? Like, they could be a semi, you know? Hmm. But I could be Ecto-1. I could be, you know, the car from James Bond. I could do whatever. And Bumblebee's kind of awesome in those fucking movies, so. I saw the Bumblebee movie after you told me to watch it. 
Dude, it was awesome, right? It's fucking great. Dude, it was that, great. The, 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 the intro move, like the intro, like scene. Holy shit! And I'm just like. Well, then they like kill off some of the like original Autobots that you're like when you saw the first Transformers. Like, so I grew up in the '80s, and like Transformers was also like tra- now Transformers is a show that like transcends. Like, you can go back and watch the cartoon Transformers right now, just like you watch the cartoon GI Joe, and you're like, that's badass, right? Like, so, um, you know. There were all these characters that you're like, dude, what, what happened to these people? You know, like, no one cares about Rodimus Prime, right? Because they killed off Optimus Prime to make him, like, the guy. But, like, you know, from the show, you're kind of like, dude, where, where are these guys? What, what happened? And then, like, in Bumblebee, like, they're getting, like, tortured and killed because they're trying to figure out where the, the Autobots are. Um, which I just read that they're, like, Paramount hired writers to make, to write two more uh, Transformers movies. And I was kind of like, okay, so are you going to write the movies after Michael Bay or like it's gonna be a continuation of Bumblebee like cause they kinda set up the story differently in Bumblebee so I don't understand like you know how they just kinda show up at Earth like in the first in the first Michael Bay movie it doesn't really in like yeah it doesn't like it just doesn't match up now like Bumblebee takes place you know 20 years before that but like still it's just I don't understand Mm -hmm. I do understand that John Cena is a badass so John Cena (laughs) he was in that movie he's fucking awesome I'm surprised you can see him you know. Well, normally you can't see him. Exactly. And then, he, then he hits you with his fucking finishing <laughs> moves. So. Let me, uh, here, let's let, go a little bit more serious. Um, I'm, uh, I'm an 18-year-old kid. I, I want to buy my first car. You should come to Gerald Key in North Aurora. Okay. Okay. That That's the, that's the step. That's from step one. To oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's beginning to end. Come to Gerald Key in North Aurora. We'll hook you up. We'll, we'll, okay. Right. But, like, so, like, in a more serious note, but, like, it, how, like, just explain to me, like, as a, as a first-time buyer, like, what, why is it, like, important? Should I, like, should I get a used car? Should I get a new car? Like, where, where, where do I have to be at to put myself in a, in a good position for the rest of my life, basically? Or, like, next five years, ten years, whatever. So, um... So on something like this, when I like when I think about like first time buyers, and I've been in the car business twenty years, so like I don't know everything, but um, you want to set yourself up. Like banks look at first time buyers as like the highest risk loan, so it's very hard. Like a lot of a lot of banks and like you know they don't really even do first time buyer anymore because there's nothing for anybody to base a decision on. Like you've never had a car loan, right? So. You know, in those scenarios, what I always tell people is, like, get a nice car, get a safe car, get something you can afford, right? So, like, you know, if you're working 30, 40 hours a week and you're working at the mall and you're making $11, $12 an hour, like, make sure what you're getting you can afford because it is very, at a young age, it's harder to recover your credit situation than it is, like, I'm 40. If I have a bump in the road, it's easier for me to recover because there's, you know, from when I was 18 to now. Well, I'm not 40. I'm 39. But like, um, don't don't, don't tell, age like, yourself. Yeah, don't, don't don't age. I can't age myself. I got I got till June. But uh, but like, you know, if I have a bump in the road, there's almost 20 years of data to support the fact that like I can I can course correct that or I've you know taken care of my responsibilities up until that point. So, you know. It, it, it's very hard for me to, and I don't ever tell anybody what they can or can't do. But so if a customer comes in and they, you know, they want to buy a, a thirty thousand dollar car, and the bank will let them buy a thirty thousand dollar car, and they make you know twenty grand a year, like I can't, I'm not going to say no. I can't say no to that. It's their decision. But like, I always just feel like, a, you know, it's your first car. It's a huge decision. Like, get something you can afford because it's it's is a, is a first time buyer. It is super hard to undo mistakes you make. Yep. Like from a credit standpoint, so um, you know it's easier for you to get something you can afford and get your legs under you and kind of get used to making a payment um, before you're like, hey, you know, let's do this. Like, I mean, for example, like the 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 way the credit stuff work, the credit systems work. Um, when I first got on the car business twenty years ago, it was like, you know, people would come out of college and like they haven't started their job, but they have student loans, right? But because they have student loans and they don't have a job, they're not paying for them, right? Because that's how student loans yeah, work. you yeah. got to be out of school for so long and you have to be on the job, I right? I just started. Probably. So, like, 
Yeah, it's fucking it's horrible, right? <laughs> so like, but like, what would happen was like people would come out of college and they would have student loans and they'd have four years of student loans. So it looked like the credit would always be like, man, they have great credit. They have all these loans. They've never missed a payment. So like, they would come out and they would buy a car, and then buy a motorcycle, and then buy a bike. Or I said that already. Um, then they'd buy a house and they would do all this stuff. And then like a couple months later, all the bills would start coming in and they don't know how to pay bills. Yeah. Right? Or they overextended themselves because the the system said they could buy a car. And like it's like is as, as a young adult, it's like the hardest thing to recover from. Because mm-hmm. there's like once you go down that road, there's like there's like no recovery. Like isn't it is it is it like an like a soon to be 40 year old adult where you know i've you know i've got a mortgage i've got multiple mortgages i've got um you know i've got my car i've got you know credit cards i've got you know rental property i've got you know so like you know i've grown to where i have all these things and you know i I do whatever i can to not miss a beat so like if i do miss a beat occasionally um like it's easier it doesn't have as big an effect um when you have literally no credit and you go to get the car, and then you have a bump in the road. The only thing you have on your history is that bump in the road. So, like, it kind of, you know, it sours people off to trying to help you later. And, you know, everybody deserves a second chance. It's just harder to get your second chance. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, I always, the advice I always give people is when they ask me is, like, just make sure you get something you can afford. You know, and do the research to make sure, like, not only is the car affordable, but is insurance affordable, you know, because you don't want to set yourself up to fail. You know, you want to set yourself up for success. Yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I'm going to compress this question. Um, You've been obviously a professional for 20 years. Um, I wasn't professional the whole 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, at one point, at one point I was young and dumb and had no idea what I was doing. So exactly, exactly from, from young and dumb. To being the basically the, the number one guy here at the store, not including Matt Gerald. Yeah, I was gonna say number two. Number two. I'm, so I'm like number two. So the first, the first, the one guy that I go to. Obviously, I don't go to Matt Gerald, but I go to you. Um, from so basically from from dumb from young and dumb to 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 now. What advice do you basically have for me or, or for like the listeners that are starting their first big boy job? Like what? How? You know what? What from here to now? Like what? What? What was the one thing you learned? It's the one thing I learned in all that. So, and we have like daily meetings here. So I say this a lot, and you've heard it a lot yep. since you started here. But success is a choice. So, in anything that you choose to do, if you choose to be successful and you choose to put the effort in, you're going to find success. So whether that's, you know here like in car sales like to be successful in car sales like you have to not be a d-bag right i mean like i've done years of training from manufacturers and from like managers and from coworkers, and like it all comes down to um people don't like buying cars so if you're a d-bag they're not gonna buy a car from you right um but it is the second largest purchase that anyone will ever make so like if somebody comes to our store like you got to know what you're talking about. Like you got to know everything about Telluride. You got to know everything about Optima. So like, you know, I've been here a year and a half, but I was with Jeep stores for, you know, 15 years. So like, I'm confident that I know more about like there's a I'm pointing because there's a Jeep store across the street, but like, I know more about those cars than anybody that works over there, mm-hmm. right? Because I took pride that like if somebody came in where they were, you know, I sold calibers, I sold darts, you know, these the entry level inexpensive cars all the way up to, you know. Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland Summits and like all you know the the Dodge Demon and like you know all these like crazy expensive cars and like you know if I don't know what I'm talking about like I'm not going to be successful right mm-hmm. like so you know it's the same way like you know if you're an athlete and you want to you know be you you want to make sure you can hit every pitch you got to go out and take a thousand swings a day you know I mean like you got to go you got to have that mentality that people are going to you know follow like you want to be a leader. Mm-hmm. Like in like it, success is one hundred percent a choice, and the way you lead is by example. So you have to put the effort in to find the success. You have to choose what you want to succeed in, whether that's school, you know, whether that's work. I mean, whether it's a combination of the two. Like, you know, my wife's a nurse, so she had to succeed in school before she could succeed in her professional life as a nurse. You know, 
I have friends that are doctors that, you know, had to be successful at school and then had to be successful at medical school and now they're successful in their practice, you know. I have friends that do the stock market and they had to be to be successful in that. They had to, you know, they have to do all the research. They have to make sure they're, you know, taking the advice and getting the advice from the right people and making the right decisions monetarily so that, you know, they're limiting risk and, you know, you can't put it all out there and lose everything. So, you know, I mean, it's whatever you choose to do, you have to choose to be successful and you have to find the resources you need to be successful because, you know, no one's going to help you be successful. People can say whatever they want, like, you know, but like, I can tell you everything. Like you've worked for me. Like I can tell you everything, how to do your job. Like I can do all those things. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you choose not to do it, like does what I'm saying to you mean anything? It just goes by. Yeah. So yeah. like, it's a choice. Like I can help anybody like sell a car. Right. And I can help customers buy cars and I can make sure they're making, help them make a sound decision. And I can make sure that they get everything they need to, you know, make sure they're making the right decision. And that's, that's all comes down to, you know, like, you know, if, if somebody can't afford to tell you, right, I'm not like, and they're like, Tim, I can't afford to tell you. I can't make them afford to tell you. Right? Exactly. Like, so, you know, but I can say like, hey, you know, if this car doesn't work, but you need some of these features, maybe we go with Sorento. There's bigger discounts and stuff like that. And I can give people options and, and people respect that. You know, it, it shows that you're listening to them and you know, you're taking what they're they're telling you and you're able to, you know, convert that to like, hey, Oscar, yes, I hear everything that you're saying. And like, I can help you. These are our options. Mm. Not just like, hey, so I got to tell you right. If you don't want to tell you, I get out of here, <laughs> right? Like, but I mean, that's I mean, that's you know, that's how that's how life is. You know, you can choose, you know, you, you know, you can. It's like chess. You know, you can sacrifice a pawn to make sure you win, mm. right? And by that, I mean like, you know, you have to spend some money on college and stuff like that to to figure out your life after that, right? Like, you have to invest some money somewhere, like. You know, people that do the stock market, they have to do the research. They have to put some money into the market initially. So I have to sacrifice that money to make sure they get a return on it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's all about it's all about putting an effort in. You know, I, I, I feel like sometimes, um, you know, you read things online where it's like, you know, you have to, there's no pride in success. Mm-hmm. You can be prideful about your success, but you have to check that shit at the door to find success. And, and by that, I mean, like, you just got to, you know, you can't be entitled. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's entitled to anything. You know what I mean? Unless you, I win the, you. unless you win the lottery. Then you're entitled to all that money. But, like, like I mean, in life, like, you have to, if you want something, you have to go get it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have to do whatever you've got to do to put the effort in to make sure you go get it. So, I mean, and that's really all it comes down to is, like, the, the thing that I like to tell people is just success is a choice. You know, if you don't put any effort in, like, you know, if you never, t- like, if you're in sales and you never talk to a client, you're never going to sell anything. Exactly. Right? Like, you know, if you want to be a baseball player and you never take a practice swing, you're never going to be able to hit. You know what I mean? So, like, it's just, it's, uh, you know, but that's in that's in everything. You know, if, like, I want to be good at the stock market, but I'm never going to invest any money, I'm never going to be good at the stock market. Mm-hmm. You know, like, or if I'm not going to put the research in, I'm not going to know what to invest in. You know, like, I'm going to put money in, uh, you know, and my friend will listen to this and I'll be all mad, but he'll, like, I'll put money in Beyond Meat. Like, way after it tanks. You know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, it's just, you know, that's something I'm trying to get into, like, investments and stuff like that. And I don't really understand it. I just know I put money in Disney before Disney Plus came out. And that was, like, to me, that was a good decision. You know? Like, fucking when Disney Plus came out and it jumped. But, like, <laughs> um, I don't know, man. It's just success is a choice. So whatever you want to do in life, whether it's, like, you know, sales, whether it's, you know, athletics, whether it's school, whether it's teaching, whatever, you know, a nurse, like whatever, like you're not going to be successful unless you choose to do so. Okay. And that's, I mean, and there's a mental uh, toughness, I guess, maybe the right, yeah. you know, like, I mean, Michael Jordan wouldn't be Michael Jordan unless he chose to be Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that got a skill set that could put them on his level, but they just choose not to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel it. So, I mean, it's... It's all about a choice, man. If you choose to be successful, you're going to find success. That's all. Second to last question. Um, what – so you've been in the car industry for 20-plus years. You you went from selling the Dart, which is one of the worst cars I've ever made. That's uh, not true. What's the worst car I've ever made? Oh, I don't know. Okay. But I don't think it's the Dart. It's pretty – I mean, it's pretty bad. I've seen one. 
I drove so, one. So you've seen one? I've drove one. Oh, okay. I oh, drove yeah. one. My, ex, my, ex, my ex, ex-girlfriend, hopefully my girlfriend never gets this far, but my ex-girlfriend had one. It was pretty bad. She probably gave up when I was talking about <laughs> like, what like, the video fuck games it? and comics. She's like, he was going to talk about professionalism. This this motherfucker, all he's doing is talking about comic books. <laughs> I'm going to put it, I'm going to put it like, you want to listen to this part, go hit. I still get, I still get the listen, but <laughs> go hit, hit, start at this part. Um, But what do you think is the the future of automotive? You know, it's a, like, it's a fluid question. It's something that I kind of stopped thinking about. Um, and the reason I stopped thinking about it is, like, it kind of freaks me out, right? So, um, you know, five years ago they said dealers weren't going to exist anymore. Hmm. Right? Like, General Motors did a pilot program where they had, like, GM stores like an Apple store. Like really? in Detroit where you could just go in and order your car. And, like, you do that. They had, like, the table set up. Like, not like the Apple store. Like, because the Apple store just has regular tables. Yeah. But, like, they had, like, the computer tables where you go and just order your car and leave me your information and come back and pick up your car in, like, two months. Wow. Um, you know, Carvana's got these. Uh, have you been down the one on the highway where yeah. it's, like the, it's the giant slot machine? Yeah. Where you go and they, they, your car comes out of the slot machine. Um, you know, and for a while, CarMax was, like, like they were, like, nobody's going to have used cars anymore because CarMax is here. Um but, you know, there's there's an experience in going to the dealer. And a lot of people think it's bad, right? But, like, you know, if you work at a good, reputable dealer like we do, yes. um, you know, and I've been blessed in the fact that, like, in my 19 years in the car business, I, I've, I've, only, I've been lucked out and only went to, to good dealers. But, um, and by good dealers, I mean I've worked at uh, five stores. So, like, I'm not that guy that, like, is here and gone right away. Um, but you know, people have bad experiences because they go to bad stores and, you know, they, they read about these bad things that are going to happen to you when you go into the store, but to work at a good reputable dealer, I mean, like, you know, we have customers and, and you've seen it. Um, you know, we have customers that come in a couple times a week just to say hi. There's a lady who hugs everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Mary, she's cool. Yeah. She's cool. But like, I mean, like she just likes the environment that we have Yeah. like, you know, everybody's here and like everybody's looking out for each other and you know, they just bought a couple cars they know we looked out for them so like um i mean having a good dealership and having a good experience where you can go talk to people and like you know the dealership itself is never going to go away because people have to service their car true right so like you know unless they make the car that never needs an oil change and like you know never needs any of these things like you're going to have to continue going to dealerships there's there's really always going to still be a sales department because people are maybe going to want to look at upgrading their car but like you know the future automotive is going to change you know, it changed drastically with technology. I mean, it, uh-huh. you know, the landscape changes. So, and by that, I mean, like, you know, 10 years ago, there was no Uber. No. You know, there was no Lyft. There was no rideshare. So, like, you know, people weren't doing that. Like, I mean, so, you know, now you've got people that are buying cars literally just to give people rides, you know, which is different, you know. And, and you think about, like, um, you know, Tesla, where the car literally can drive itself. People are sleeping in their cars in California, driving on the busiest highway, you know, some of the busiest highways in the country. And, like, you know, you think about movies like Time Cop, where Van Damme gets in the back of the car and just says, take me home, and the car takes him home, you know? Like, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I mean, it could, I guess, but... Um, I mean, it's just, there, yeah. yeah, I mean, it would be awesome. But, like, um, I mean, it's... It, it's always... There's so much technology. I mean, cars are almost like computers now, where, like... You know, two years from now, the car that we sell today is going to be almost technologically obsolete. Mm. You know, the technology is coming that fast, which is super cool. I mean, you know, cars can park themselves. You know, I, I was selling Jeeps that can parallel and perpendicular park themselves. And it freaks you out because you literally have to, like, you know, take your hands off the steering wheel. To let it do it. Yeah, and let the car park itself. And, you know, Hyundai's got a, a commercial coming out for the Super Bowl where you know, they got this smart park feature where you, know, you can get out of the car and it'll, it'll park itself. And then... To get in if the it's tight you hit the button again and it backs up mm. you know so like i mean there's a lot of the technology is crazy you know i don't think as a from a professional standpoint dealers are ever really going to be gone you know i mean i think what you're going to see is the is people start to take with online reviews and you know a lot of the social media reviews and stuff like that i think what you're going to see is the 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 good reputable dealers rise to the the top and the bad dealers like just kind of they're either gonna get their shit together and like offer a good experience to customers, or they're just gonna be gone. Dimmer off. You know, I mean, because even like CarMax clo- has been closing stores. Mm-hmm. I mean, just because, you know, that sometimes people like 
to negotiate, you know, I think. I mean, I don't, like, I mean, I worked at a one-price store, you know, but people still want to negotiate a little bit. So, you know, it's, it, there's a give and take. There's good and bad. But, like, you know, I've also met people in that worked at CarMax that, like, you know, a previous, a previous store I worked at, I hired somebody that worked at CarMax, and, like, their customer service was terrible. Mm. And they really didn't understand how to talk to customers because that store was all about like hey i found this cheap online it's this much i'm here to buy it that's cool yeah. you know so it's like you know you didn't really have to have customer service skills you didn't have to you know be able to help somebody find the right car mm-hmm. you know they'd done that research already so i mean like you know now you know i think you're what you're going to start to see is you know dealers are going to have fewer cars um because there there's not going to be as many people out there in the marketplace because like we were talking about earlier you know People aren't even buying cars sometimes, you know. So you're gonna start to see fewer cars at dealerships. I don't think they're gonna be as overloaded. I think you're gonna see better technology, um, and I think you're gonna see a more competitive landscape in, you know, what's being offered. Okay. You know, like in our auto group where we have, you know, five stores here and we've got, um, you know, two three stores in Naperville and then two stores in Matson. So we have you know, Honda, Toyota, Kia, Hyundai, Nissan, Ford, plug, 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 plug. Um, but you go to Gerald K. North Aurora. Yeah, but you go to Gerald K. North Aurora because yep. they're the best. Yep. And, uh, but like all the car, like when you go from store to store, all the cars are really nice. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's nobody makes a car right now that's like, that car's crappy. You know? No. I mean, really, they don't. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, you know, the car, like the quality is there like it's never been before, you know? So I think you're going to see all that increase and I think you're going to see the technology increase and I think you're going to see the dealer landscape be better for the consumer and I think it's just going to be a lot of fun. That was well put. That was great. That was amazing. I do my best. I I did do some studying before (laughs) this. All right. Another dumb question before we wrap this up. What do you think, obviously it probably wouldn't be in your lifetime or my lifetime, maybe not your kid's lifetime, but your kid's kid's lifetime. Do you think what would be more of a Futurama where you get in a tube and to place to place or a Star Trek where you be me, Scotty, somewhere else? Are you just asking me if we're going to live in a cartoon or live in a utopia? Yeah. Because Star Trek's like a utopia where everybody like gets along. Like, uh, it's going to be Star Trek, bro. Really? It's going to be Star Trek. I can't. Dude, that's like... So... I'm into Star Trek and Star Wars, which is a rarity. It Some is. of my friends want to fight over that. But, like, uh, um, Star Trek is, like, I once heard this described as, uh, is like, Star Wars is, like, the person you like to date that's, like, super cool to hang out <laughs> with and a lot of fun. But, like, Star Trek is the person that, like, you bring home to meet your parents. Right? <laughs> because, like, Star Wars is a little crazy. People killing their dads, you know. Limbs flying off from lightsaber battles. Cartoons that kids can't really watch because they realize that kids aren't watching them, so they make them more adult. Um, I.e. The Clone Wars. If you, you exactly. know, go through the whole thing, my, my son had to stop watching it um, when a clone trooper shot the Jedi in the back of the head like at the beginning of it. So I'm like, oh, okay, we've reached a point. Gabe can't watch this anymore. <laughs> um, but, like, Star Trek is all about, like, world peace, right? Like, so, you know, Starfleet started because, like, you know, the world came together after a war and like decided to put their shit aside and all like realize that we're human fucking beings and like everybody should just get along um and that'd be a lot better than all of us wanting to fucking all the hate and like want to kill each other so like i just feel like i feel like that's coming sooner than people think no but what i'm saying is do you think we'll have a teleportation look dude i'm not getting a tube Okay. I'm not getting. In, I'm not getting. In, I'm not getting in <laughs> a. Uh, I'm not getting in the uh, the tube that they use to like when you're not. You know when you go to the bank and you're not. At, yeah, and you're not at the. You're not at the window. Like that tube freaks me out so bad that I don't go to that anymore. I always wait in that line by the window. So there's no way I'm fucking getting in one to transport me somewhere. Um, and I just think. And I just think, um, it would be cool to um, stand on a pad. Say, beam me up, Scotty, and end up in, like, China. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I... Or there's transwarp beaming, you know, mm-hmm. from Star Wars. I yeah. could be in a different galaxy, so, I mean, it's... And was it 12 part, twelve parts? 12 parsecs? 12 parsecs, dude? Parsecs. Like, dude, now, see, now you're getting bad, because that's, yeah. that's the, the Millennium Falcon run. Yeah. It's the Kessel run. I know. It has nothing to do with Star Trek. 
No, but I was saying you say Star Wars, so we can just... Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> this is part of the episode where I metaphorically give you the mic, and you can plug anything you want. Go ahead. Oh, I don't want to plug anything. Cool. Come to Gerald Kier, North Aurora. All right. <laughs> Buy a car from literally me, Oscar McGuire. I just want people. I just want people to get on your podcast and ask me to come back. That's all I want. It will happen. <laughs> I, just want, I, just want, I just want people to ask me to come back and do an episode about pop culture and like movies. I have a guest, and I'm gonna bring you together, and you guys can battle it out. Um, which is gonna be great. It's probably the end of the season. I'm gonna make it happen. Uh, but thank you for guys again to listen. Uh, I'll probably make like a little split where you can either listen to. Tim be all wisdom or Tim tell you about comic book shit. Um, and that both both are great. But go follow the podcast at TQL Pod. That's T-Q-L-P-O-D. Um, share this episode with everyone. Uh, this will be on Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google, wherever you listen to your podcast. And, yeah, thank you guys again. Uh, I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>